Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> I know. We've both been crazy busy. I know. I feel like I. it's so funny. I just got a message from a listener today who was like, hey, I miss you on the podcast. Like, everything okay? And it just hit me. I was like, yeah, this is like just a classic case of like life getting in the way and like being a really busy season for both you and I, like at work and with family and uh, I guess it just it just be like that sometimes. So I'm the opposite. People message me and they're like, uh, what's going on the podcast? You guys are okay? I'm like, no, Nikki's tired of my shit. Where's she's done with me? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, right. I actually was so excited when we finally were able to coordinate tonight because I was like, this is like a really beautiful, lovely time for me to just like turn my brain off and be social and pull me away from work because I'm in that just like the end of the year is so busy with for me at work. Like I'll like work all day you know, get up, go get the baby from daycare, like run to the gym, maybe if I have time and then work all night and it blows, but it's just like that toward the end of the year. I'm sure I was going to ask you about that. How are, how do you manage this? Uh, people ask me all the time, like, they're like, oh, how do you manage all the things you're doing? You know, and I'm one guy with no spouse and no <laughs> real life. <laughs> and, and, you know, your uh, mom, wife, you're the boss bitch, uh, <laughs> do this podcast. And then occasionally you do some fitnessing in the middle Sometimes. of all that. Like, how do Sometimes. you manage all that? Uh, poorly. Right <laughs> That's, <now>. not <laughs> That's not true. Truly, like, usually I do feel like I have a decent balance and I like set really solid boundaries between like work and personal life. And as a, as the owner of my company, I'm like, that's really important for me, for my employees too, like to make sure that they like have, you know, breaks and time off. And like, it's just like, it's so important because I never had that at my old job and I burnt out. But the sad reality of working in marketing, working in e-com during the holiday season is like Black Friday is our Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So it's actually, it's real rough. And we kind of just, we all just go into this season knowing that it's going to be a lot of work. Um, and we try to make up for it on the back end. So the balance right now is, uh, it's crap. It doesn't exist, but I commit to it for two months knowing it's our busiest season. And then, you know, we get a really nice, not really a break. Like work is always busy, but it's definitely less demanding after yeah. the new year. How, um, how do you and Matt handle it as a married couple? Like, I, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to say out loud, like kudos to him. Like I feel yeah. like I'm thinking tonight, I need to send him a extra special Christmas gift for all the the time he's let me pull you away from the family in the middle of all this. But, you know, I, I still know it's hard as a, you know, married couple or just any couple for that matter, when you're trying to manage a lot of different things and, you know, it starts interfering with life. Like how's he managing it? Yeah. He likes to say that he's watering his investment by <laughs> supporting right. me and my work and all the things that I do as the primary breadwinner now with, with owning this company. Uh, he doesn't mind. No, he's actually, he's always been, just like my absolute most supportive cheerleader. Even when I was starting this company and I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to do this. Who said I could do whatever and own a business. And that's insane. He was always the one to be like, yes, absolutely. You can like, what are you thinking? Of course. So um, it's, it's definitely like, it's a lot. And we, we split responsibilities. I mean, I still, this is the crazy thing. And I'm, he doesn't listen to this. So it's not going to, I was going to say, I hope it doesn't come off. Like I'm shitting on Matt because that's not the, point, but he doesn't listen, so he won't care. But I still do most of the baby care as well. Sure. You can't, I just feel like you can't not, and you know this, John, because you are like the world's best dad and the world's most involved dad. But at some point in time, like, especially now when the baby's, you know, one, because he's not a baby anymore, but he's like kind of a barnacle on mom. There's no way around it. Like it is, it is what it is. Even if Matt is like, just go work and I'll take him for the afternoon. He might wail until I hold him. So I'm kind of just doing both. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, like I, it, that that changes as they get older for whatever that's worth. I mean, right now you're in the stage where you, he needs you more than he'll ever need yeah. you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if I shouldn't say ever, but maybe, maybe ever. <laughs> I don't know. Still partially for survival. I'm, I'm still breastfeeding too. And so there's yeah. a part of that connection that is still like, you know, and he'll nurse for comfort. Like right now, it's a great example. He's sick. It's probably fucking RSV because- everyone, everyone's kid has RSV right now. And he like got sent home from daycare today with a fever and a cough. Um, And so he'll like still nurse for cut, like not as much because I kind of just 
nurse him in the morning and at night now, but he'll start a nurse for comfort. So if he's sick, yeah. like, there's no one else that can take care of him, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. How are you finding mm-hmm. time for CrossFit? I don't as much. No. <laughs> well, and I like, it sucks because it's so good for my mental health, but it's definitely a season of life where I'm working. Like if I can get in like three workouts a week, I'm doing pretty good, yeah. you know? Um, and I do still coach once a week too. So. Do you, have you readjusted your goals or do you, do you just go in and just have fun? Like, how are you addressing it? I, um, don't have goals at the moment. Like it's a, it's a win if I get a workout in. Well, that's so, a goal. That's a good goal. Yeah. 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 But I mean like performance goals, like yeah. I'm not, I think I've been in a weird spot anyway for a few months where like at the end of the summer, I was like feeling really good. And like, I was maybe in my rebuilding season and kind of like aiming for numbers and benchmarks that I had before I was pregnant. And then like simultaneously things got really busy at work and we were talking about having another kid. So I'm like, why am I even going to try to get freaking pregnant again at some point? Not right now, but like maybe soon. I don't know. So I, Ben and I were talking about this the other night, you know, someone had given us a question. They felt frustrated because they were, had a lack of goals because they weren't getting in the gym as often. And mm. and we had a lot of debate around it. And I think we landed on like, who cares about goals? Sometimes you just need to go. Yeah. You know, don't worry about whether you're setting PRs or, you know, lifting more weight. Like sometimes just showing up is enough. Yeah, for sure. I think the season of life really matters. And I think that like the longer and you and Ben probably have excellent perspective on this. And I think I do too, but like the, you know, this, the longer you're in CrossFit, the more of this like up and down, it's like something when you first start, you're super motivated and someone has to stop you from coming to the gym two times a day. And then you like go, you know, on the downswing and you're like, okay, like I'm just here to like look good naked. And then you're like, oh, actually I want to like track macros and understand. And then you're like, oh, actually I just want to like go out on Friday night with my friends, like whatever it is. I mean, even you are, you're in a like very competitive season of life right now. It's okay that it's like not always like that 24 seven, but like, how is your, how's your gauntlet prep going? It's brutal. I'm sore all over. I, uh, (laughs) it's going really well. I, uh, I'm the fittest I've ever been with weeks to go. Um, so I, you know, I think we've done a nice job of, of setting up the right nutrition and the right workout strategy. And so now we're, you know, we're actually upping the calories and, really? and starting to, to focus on, you know, kind of tweaking the workouts to be more, I, I don't know, I could nerd out on all the little things we're working on, but you know, like today was a good example. We just identify weaknesses and workouts and then we program them for the next week and, target them. So today was shoulder fatigue turned out to be a weakness that we hadn't hit yet. And I'm like, all right, well, guess what we're doing next week is, is stringing together some workouts. I'm going to show more shoulder fatigue, you know? Do those uh, things come back in your training, John? Like when you shoulder fatigue is a great example, like you've identified it, you're going to work mm-hmm. on it next week. Are you also going to work on it? Like in three weeks or uh, we'll work on it for the next nine weeks. Like we just, we'll, <laughs> yeah, well, we're figuring out the areas where I've made a lot of improvements like my my kind of cardio engines through the roof right now best it's ever okay. been cool and um and so you know from that aspect we'll keep doing bike ski erg biker whatever you know uh to keep you know double unders all the cardio movements we'll keep doing those to keep the engine up but you know really start um you know working on different combination factors that maybe we haven't addressed yet. Like today was dumbbell thrusters and double unders after doing rowing and burpees for 24 minutes. And so by the time I got to the, you know, the dumbbell thrusters and the double unders and got into the doves, I'm just tripping hand over fist. Like it was terrible, you know, and I'm pretty yeah, good. Up. So of course, of course. it was like, Oh man, my shoulders are smoked. You know? And so it's just, you know, kind of looking back on those workouts and figuring out where I need to, you know, what I need to address the most is all we're focused on. But, you know, a lot of it, honestly, is just nutrition. Yeah. The the workout piece is like, you just have to put the work in and figure it out. The nutrition piece is the hard stuff because you're doing that 24 seven. And, um, and that's been really successful. Like I'm at this point, I I did an in-body scan yesterday. I'm at 180 pounds, which is, um, 
that's that's not that's lean for you. That's very lean, right? Um, that's actually um, so. Remember our running joke about the photo with the abs. I weighed yeah. about one seventy in that photo. Right. So I weigh one eighty right now, but it's about nine percent body fat. Oh dang! So it's so I look like that photo, but ten pounds heavier. So I put on muscle, which is stronger. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so the nutrition piece has been really helpful. Um, you know, it took a while for me to kind of get in the groove, but now that I'm in the groove, it's a no brainer. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to see Maddie tomorrow to see uh, Mag and take Mira down for her 21st birthday and went to the grocery store tonight and bought all my food. My hotel room has a full kitchen in it. You know, I know it doesn't sound sexy or fun, but we'll go out to dinner and I'll, you know, have a nice dinner with them and, and whatever. But you know, the other meals I'm going to eat healthy and just make part of the training. You Wait, know? sidebar, your daughter is 21. <laughs> if you check both their IDs, they both are. But yeah, uh, that's fine. That's totally appropriate. <laughs> yeah, she's 21. It's hard to believe. Unreal. Today. That's your baby. What the? I know. What? I know. Don't remind me. I feel old. It's uh, it's crazy. What um, like what does her what does her celebration entail? She's like, such a nerd. Such a nerd. Uh, well, Oliver. All of her presents were nerdy stuff, Dungeons and Dragons things, Minecraft so cool. stuff, gaming so cool. stuff. She's so cool. She's the cool, she's like absolutely like my cool goals. Some some sweatshirt and I didn't even know what it was. And she's like, Oh, this is a YouTuber that does gaming. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just whatever you want, babe. You know. Cool, cool. Um and uh, but we'll go down. We're gonna go down there and have dinner together tomorrow, me and both the girls, and we'll do some shopping, and then they'll go out Friday night together without me. And, um, then Saturday I'm going to try to find a gym. And then during the day, we'll, we're going to go watch Ole Miss Alabama at a bar and sit around and drink beers together. And, um, hopefully it's a good game. We'll see how long we're at the bar. (laughs) Um, and then we'll probably do dinner Saturday night and then they'll go out again, the two of them and do college stuff. And I'll go back to the hotel and Sunday we'll get up and have breakfast together. And then me and Mira will come home and Megan will stay at college. It's really fun. That's really fun. That's yeah, just, it's wild. That's, those are adults. They are adults. I love getting them together though. For whatever reason, I just sleep better when they're to get, when they're together than really? when they're apart like this. Yeah. There's something about Megan not being here. just doesn't feel right. Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's just weird. But I mean, we text all the time and yeah. you know, she sends me songs and memes, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Memes that are funnier than yours. No. No, oh, of course. Not. No, she says good stuff. She, we, we send, we're like, like any family We have inside jokes. So we send inside joke stuff, you know, like, got it. It's just, uh, it's fun. So that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll get wow. I can't believe that. That's just, yeah, it's nuts. It is nuts. So we'll, we'll do a little bit of that and then I'll come back and get back to work. <laughs> right. I can the gym Monday morning, you know, just like that. Well, it's coming up. I mean, like, do you feel like, cause this has been a lot of dedication. Like, like you said, like sometimes you have goals, sometimes you don't, but the goal that you set to get this gauntlet done and feel good about your performance, like this has been like a long-term mm-hmm. goal. It wasn't just like you signed up and it's in a month, like you've kind of been dedicated. So do you feel like it's been worth it so far? I know you haven't yeah. done oh, it yet. Yeah. I'm not, but like, do you feel like the effort you're putting in is like, giving you some sort of output that you can feel ha- happy about, you know? Yeah, I mean, there are definitely pros and cons. I think on the pro side, I feel better than I've ever felt before. You know, I'm still on the sober train for whatever that's worth and, you know, non-alcoholic beer here with me tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel way better um, in that regard, you know, just physically more energy, sleeping better, you know, so I, you know, I anticipate carrying that over well after Wadapalooza and the open and, you know, sticking with this nutrition plan because cool. it, it seems to work for me. And I like the way my clothes fit and the way I feel. And, you know, I just, I've, I've learned a lot through that. So that's the pro side of it. The negative side, and this is a weird negative, um, but because I'm far fitter, I can do things I couldn't do before. And like this week, I've had a moment where I've been hyper sore because, I had a couple of benchmark workouts where I went really hard to see mm-hmm. what, how I could score. And I scored really well because I now have the capacity to do it. But then the next day I couldn't move my arms because, yeah. you know, like you just can almost work to failure, you know? So it's just, it's kind of a weird moment in that regard. But, um, and it's, you know, it is 
more volume of workouts than I anticipate doing long-term. Like what I'm doing right now is basically six days a week and I won't do that after the open. I'll switch back to, you know, four days a week with one day of yoga or five days a week with, you know, with one of those days being, you know, something very light. Yeah. You know? yeah. You just, it can't like at this age, it's hard to sustain this kind of, you know, heavy work. And, you know, I've had a few tweaks that I haven't had in years, you know, like I've, you know, I mean, obviously I have a whole second show about scaling and so I'm not doing mm -hmm. a lot of scaling. And the whole reason I started the show was because I want to keep people from feeling injured all the time. And I'm like kind of right on the edge of that. So that's a negative. I don't yeah. Yeah. I get that. It's like, you know, when new people at CrossFit are like, when is this going to get easier? And you just look at them and you're like, <laughs> never, never going to get easier. No, because you get fitter. And so you push yourself harder. But again, mm -hmm. like just this, you have a, a short-term goal if for anything, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? So in this season, like training for that goal and training at that intensity and putting your body, pushing your body to the limits, like that's, that's the point of right now. And that's okay. Yeah. I, I find a lot of reward out of it personally. Like I I'm, you know me, like I'm a very, you know, driven person toward any, like whatever I do, I want to do really, really well. Yeah. And um, so I get, I'm getting a lot of, you know, personal pleasure out of learning where my weaknesses are and improving on them. Like today was a good example really simple. It was a 16 minute workout, but the first 24 minutes was 15 calorie row, 10 burpees for uh, 12 rounds. You have two minutes to complete. Oof. And um, I had about 40 seconds break every single round from the first round to the last round. And it, you know, it wasn't easy, but I was rowing hard the whole way. And my heart rate never really got over 135. Like, wait, wait, you did 15 calorie row and 10 burpees in like a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. About that. Consistently. That's gross. John, yeah. that's real fast. Well, like we did, you know, and we did uh, Chad the other day, which is a thousand step Ugh. up time with a uh, weight vest on. I did that in 44 minutes. How are your legs? Uh, they were wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Were wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point. But that's the point of like where you can, you know, where you can kind of push yourself. Like when you get to, a, as you start seeing improvements, all of a sudden you can start pushing past thresholds you never yeah. could have before. And it's, you know, it's, it's just weird. So I don't know. It's very rewarding on so many levels, but it's just a lot. Yeah. Very exhausting. I go to bed most nights at nine o'clock, you know, like it's just, it's very exhausting. I need to get on your level. Well, I mean, you know, but I said before, I don't have, you know, like I have no spouse. My kids are grown. You know, I have a very flexible job where I'm able to squeeze some stuff in where other people couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't own that business like you own yours. So less risk to me in that regard. And, and, you know, I mean, hell you have, you, you even have dogs. I have a cat. Like I don't have to do shit with my cat. I can leave for a day. Like I'm leaving him for two days. Today. I know. And it's funny, like Thursdays are wild because Matt and I split duties in the morning and like, I get the baby ready and take him to daycare. And then Matt takes Griff to daycare. Right. <laughs> and Ollie can't go to daycare anymore because he's like old, which is sad. But it's just funny. It's like, yeah, I guess even the dogs are, you're right. But normally my job is flexible and I can like do all the things I want to do. And that's, that's, that's the point of owning your own business. If you can't like take a lunch break and go to the gym, but not this quarter. Yeah. Well, it's fourth quarter is hard for everybody, including me. I mean, I'm, that's, yeah. I was looking at my calendar for this week and, you know, next couple of weeks coming up, I've got another trip next weekend. I've got a trip you know two weekends after that we got a holiday in between that and then mm -hmm. and then we're well into december and you know, you know i've got a couple trips and then it's wadapalooza <laughs> you know so really like my next nine weeks are packed and uh so i, I feel you to here what's that how come none of your trips are here i know you know it's funny you say that i um i was just texting back and forth with meg because her friend is up there and she was looking for an internship and it's like, man, I got to find some time to hop on a plane with Meg and fly up there. Yeah. Let her visit her friend and come visit you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Plus like your work is actually here. Like, why? why I, yeah. Well, here? yeah, but we don't, you know, the pandemic killed all travel for most um, everyone, you know, and, and, you know, I, before anyone starts blowing us up in comments or DMS about the pandemic being over, you know, it isn't about that for banks. Once they realize the cost savings of doing Zoom yeah. calls and WebEx and all that stuff, like forget about it. They're not going to spend 
tens of thousands of dollars to fly a bunch of people at my level up to Johnston, Rhode Island, when we can do that whole call, you know, via video. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, just one one more thing they have figured out. So we're not taking it. It's just bananas. That bank headquarters is like literally maybe four minutes from my house. I know. Well, we, we'll get, I'll get up there at some point. I haven't even seen it. I haven't even been there. Yeah, apparently it's a really nice facility. It's kind of new. God, I hope so. For what we spent on it, it better be nice. <laughs> you guys know the numbers. <laughs> yeah. I hear it's 100% eco-friendly too. I heard that. Yeah. I heard there's a nice gym in it. I don't know. I've never been inside. Yeah. Well, when, you know, whenever companies build big offices like that, they always put all the amenities, you know, it's nice. I don't yeah. know if any of them use it. You know, it's, it's like any corporation, like there's no one around me, you know, does any kind anything close to cross it. I have a couple of people do Peloton, but um, for the most part, no one does any kind of exercise, you know? So they like, they can't even wrap their minds around all this stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to go up there and hit their gym though and start doing a CrossFit workout just so they look at me weird. No one would be there to look at you. Yeah, true. There wouldn't be anyone in there. They'd all be right. in the, the commissary eating donuts probably. Right. That's where I would be right now too. That's where I'd rather be right now. <laughs> well, but, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch you uh, perform at WASA because <laughs> you've just been working and I'm just stoked for you to see like how it pays off. And I know that like, I know your main goal was to like just get out there and not look like an asshole. So feel like you've definitely already gotten there and surpassed that for sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm still not worried about a placement. We were, I was talking to my coach about that this week. She's like, are we doing scaled or intermediate? And I'm like, well, it depends if there's handstand walks. Cause I'm not going to learn those between now and then. So if there are no handstand walks in the intermediate, I'll do that instead of the scaled division. Cause I really don't want to do the scaled division. Like there's, you know, and no offense to people that do the scale division. It's just like, I feel like That's I'm more advanced right now. Yeah. 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 But I can't do handstand walks and I'm not going to learn them. <laughs> like I'm just, I refuse to. Oh, um, you refuse to. Cause I was like, I bet if you put your mind to it, you could. Well, not in nine weeks. i certainly couldn't get proficient in them in nine weeks. And, and truthfully, like as many shoulder problems as I've had, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm pushing it enough yep. to say, I'm, you know, I'm willing to do muscle ups and, you know, some of the other things that I do wall walks and all of that. Um, so I'm just, it's, I don't know. It's nothing I want to work on, but I'm excited to go out and, and do it and give my best effort and see how it goes. You know, it'd be yeah. fun. And more than that, I'm really excited about being prepared for the open. Cause I've, I don't think I've ever been fully prepared for the open and I feel like I'm prepared for it now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, the open has a way of exposing things you weren't prepared for. So That's the truth. I'm cautiously optimistic for what this open season and it'll be Boz's first full, like I know he had, you know, did it last year, but you know, everyone suspects a lot of that was still Dave's programming. And so I'm be interested to see, you know, what Boz's take on the open looks like. Yeah, for sure. I bet it's harder. Yeah. I bet it's hard. I bet it's creative or creatively classic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that there's like a simplicity to Boz's programming. I mean, of course he can get crazy, right? He can like come up with a whole capital event. He can come up with like whatever the double under, single under, triple under insane like crossover situation. But I also think that like there's no one more OG than Boz. So to come up with something just like beautifully simple, I think would also be very much his MO. Well, and, and now some of the rules changes, I think it's, it lends toward it being cla- um, more classic because, you know, last year they would allow you to judge offsite and now it has to be done at an affiliate. I think I have that right. Is I'm that right? Sure. I, maybe. I don't I think I'm not so. caught up on the rules. I'm, I'm almost see. positive I'm right about that. Like, that was a big point of contention last year that they're like, okay, you'll let any asshole judge these things, you know, and they're not being yeah. judged at affiliates. And so that was hurting affiliates. You know what I mean? Like you put, you're basically pushing people away from affiliates for the open yeah. by doing that. And that yeah, just pushes people back in. And so having, you know, actual gym owners, you know, judging people's workouts, a big deal. And validating. Yeah. I do think that there's something to accessibility and the accessibility of the past couple of years where it's been hard sometimes for, especially with the yeah. pandemic for people to get into a gym. But yeah, I, I respect the choice now as things are changing a little bit to try and bring, bring people back into our affiliates um, and regulate for sure. I did see something, I bet you can explain it because I don't fully understand it, but did you see the whole like 
kind of like seeding point system mm-hmm. update and how it's like sort of more like tennis or golf, but I don't follow either one of those sports. So I don't fully have a great understanding of what that means. Can you explain it? Probably not very well. Okay. Um, I saw it, I gave it like kind of a half a read. So I'm certainly not the expert on it, but, you know, until I go to morning chalk up or barbell spin or one of those guys and get the full details. But like in golf, as an example, you get points for different things. And so the more points you accumulate, the higher you're ranked. That's like a very generic way of thinking about it. So imagine, okay, okay. for example, if you're whoever, let's say you're Justin Medeiros, you get X number of points for winning the Rogue Invitational, if that were part of the season, you know, or you get X number of points for whatever they're assigning points for. And the more points you get, the higher you're ranked. And then the people that are ranked higher will get invites, you know. Um, it's just a, a better better way of looking at the sport is certainly more fair when you start to think about, you know, these athletes coming from all over the world. And in some cases, you know, Australia only gets a couple of spots, you know, Africa gets like one, (laughs) you know, it's like, it feels unfair when you may have more athletes there that could get ranked, you know, because of this. So I don't know. Again, I'm not fully versed on it. I know there are plenty of others out there, but I think it's a, it's a good indication that they're really starting to think about the sport as an actual sport, like some thinking of it differently than they thought in the past. And, as long as they stay consistent with it, you know, I say, give it a shot that their big problem for years has been, they do something for one year and then they change it the next year, you know? So, yeah. And I'm sure they'll get that feedback again with these updates, be like more changes, but you know, if these are the ones that hopefully are around to stay, then obviously they have to be made. Well, if the temperature of the, um, the fans is any indication, uh, best I can tell most people think it's a great idea. Yeah, I've I've seen like very good reception as well because from what I understand, they'll use those worldwide rankings to determine which are the most competitive regions, and then they will use that data to determine how many qualifying spots come out of each region. I think I got that right. Yeah, well, so, be, I think that would be fair. I mean, you know, yeah. particularly when you look at. You know, in the past, they said, all right, well, you know, North America has the most affiliates, so they get the most spots, you know, and that's not always the fairest thing to do when you look at podium winners and like damn near every woman has come from Europe, you know, or, or, you know, Australia, you know, thanks Mm -hmm. to you. Um, So, you know, competitiveness and who has the most people are two totally different things. Yeah, totally. So I think that's interesting. Um, and then I also think it's very interesting that like, if you're a rookie, you really need to like, you come in at the bottom of the totem pole, like you start, start going to comps and start earning your points and start whatever, whatever. And there is definitely like a, an advantage to having a little bit of longevity in your career. That's kind of cool. I hope it'll, you know, spawn off some other stuff. Like if you look at uh, the, you know, PGA, for instance, you know, these guys work to get their pro card. You know, they have to play a lot of, do a lot of tournaments to get their pro mm-hmm. card and to get out there and actually compete in the PGA. And, you know, it, yeah. it's an interesting concept to say that, you know, maybe this sport should be similar to that, you know, instead of, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of rookies that come in in year one and have a shot at the podium, but, yeah, you know, to, to give someone the ability to get in and get your pro card and, you know, do a bunch of events and earn some money. It's a good thing, you know, assuming yeah. the events can actually pay the athletes. That's you know, yeah. kind of the other problem lately. seems like, you know, several of these events are going belly up and not paying people. So It's crazy to me. It is bananas. And it's crazy too, that there's no, there's no like safeguard. Like if I had competed, if I had like sold my soul for a weekend and like just went through this insane physical and mental struggle to like get on the podium and I'm owed money and then the company or the organization or the event was just like, yeah, sorry, we don't have it. Like I would be like, can I, can I sue your ass? Like, I don't know how it works. Well, they're not using it. The, you know, I've said this forever, Nikki, the athletes need a a solid union that's going to bat for them. And a union mm-hmm. would go to these event organizers and go, no one's competing unless that money's in escrow. Huh. And that, and that's the problem. The money's not in escrow. They, these guys are putting on these events and going, all right, we're going to offer an X amount of money for a purse. 
And then they're counting on people showing up to pay Correct. for that purse. And the problem is, is nobody goes and watches competitive CrossFit. Like right. I was watching the Rogue Invitation, which is one of the best run events on the planet on TV or on YouTube. And uh, the place was half empty. Right. You know, and it's a it's a minor league baseball stadium. We're not talking about a 50,000 seat stadium. We're talking about a 10,000 seat stadium, you know, and it's like yeah. they're expensive events to put on. People don't show up for them. Yeah. No, I agree. Or it's the games. That's it. I agree. But, but the the flip side of that is none of these events would happen then because every event does that. Every event, like, you know, forecasts out how many tickets they're going to sell at this price. And this is, they're going to be their overall earnings. And this is what they get from sponsors or from vendors. And and that's how they determine like what they can afford as a price first. So if the, if the requirement was the money in escrow, we wouldn't have events. Well, a lot of Palooza sells out. You know, That's so true. Yeah. So does Granite. Granite's always super, super busy. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think there's something to be said for location and quality of the event. And, you know, Waterpalooza is a great example of one that's a high quality event. They do a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, it's in Miami, of you know, and, yeah. and it's in yeah. January. So people want to go there want in January. Yeah. January you know. yeah. I was just I, a couple of weeks ago, I did. Um, a video for the bottom line for morning chalk up Warren's little like short videos that she runs. And the whole crux of the video that I was on was how do we bring more people to events? And that was my main answer. It was like, we need to have more activities, more interaction, more whatever available for the people who attend. That's not just like sitting and watching the events because they can do that on from home. And I personally feel like, as part of the broadcast, we do a really nice job of showing them what's happening at home. So like the only thing that's going to bring them there is like a once in a lifetime type. Like you can only do this when you're here and Wadapalooza does that with things like the gauntlet, which you can't do from home. You can't participate like that from home. Um, You know, and I think like having events, having meet and greets, having opportunities to like get in front of I don't know, athletes they love or brands they love or something along those lines, like winning stuff. Like there's just, there's so many ways to rally the troops and get interactive and get fun in the community. We got to do more of that. Yeah. I think you have to like water paloozas, um, you know, not only do they have the gauntlet, which is cool. Um, but then, you know, they a lot of everyday people actually compete, qualify and compete. And that's really unique, you know, teams, people, you know, just everyday athletes, all age groups, adaptive, like they cover the entire spectrum of, of uh, functional fitness and it's in Miami. So it's kind of a big win. I got laughed once, laughed at once. I forget what show I was on. Um, and I said this, that I think these events should be more like minor league baseball games, dizzy yeah. bat legs. Like you got to get, the, bring two people out of the crowd. They did that. They did this in Vegas that year at semis and it was cool. You know, where you bring people out of the crowd and you put them on assault bikes for, 30 seconds. So you let them all compete. I mean, everyone in the stands looks like they're ready to compete anyway. You know, they're all wearing booty shorts and shirtless, like send their asses out there, make them do something. Fact. Let them win something like that's fun. People like to see it. It's interesting. You know? Yeah, I agree. No, I fully agree. That's, that was a really good analogy. I'm, like, I hope I wasn't the person who laughed at you the first time you said that, because that's exactly what I was thinking when we were doing that episode where I was like, we've got to have more interactive opportunities. I was thinking to myself, like, I'm the only, one of the only people I know that like really likes going to a baseball game and watching a baseball game because baseball is my favorite yeah. sport. But like, my husband hates it because he thinks it's boring. But if we go to like a Pats game, like a football game, like this, the arena is so much bigger and there's so many more things there and there's like restaurants and there's a shopping center and there's like all, there's like activities and things to do during the game Mm -hmm. in the stadium. And he loves that. And that's what I feel like we need more of. All the major sporting teams do this. Like the, you know, NBA is a good example where, you know, during breaks, you've got the dancers out there and they're shooting t-shirts into the stands and little basketballs and at halftime they're you know shooting half court shots for 10 grand and yeah yeah, yeah. you you can't tell me you couldn't figure out a way to do that all day long at these events and and keep people engaged you know games games does stuff like that there's always like things to watch and other things happening i mean in games obviously has like usually two or three events happening at once depending on what division you want to watch so yeah but these you know the other you know the others just don't and i think that's part of the 
part of the issue. They just, they're like, all right, well, we'll just put a vendor village up and people be willing to walk around and look at stuff. And it's fun for about 30 seconds. And then, you know, once you've, once you've seen all the little nutrition companies and the two jump ropes that are being sold, you're kind of done, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. All the goofy t-shirts, you know? Mm, it is interesting to think about what else could be, what what other brands could be involved in that vendor space mm-hmm. that are more experiential. Like, have you ever seen at games how like the army usually sets up like a kind of like yeah. an obstacle course kind of thing? Yeah. 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 I wonder if there's some like adjacent sport brands or things that we could bring out even into that vendor village area that usually already exists at these events that is just more experiential. Yeah, I think there's a lot. I mean, but what you're talking about here is like a real coordinated effort for these individual mm-hmm. events that aren't even connected to each other. Like, you know, Loud and Live runs five or six events so they could pull this off. But when you think of like Can West or the European Championships that I'm assuming they're solo events, I don't know, you know, what else they yeah. run. But, you know, it's just, it's hard when it's not a fully coordinated season by one group like cross yeah. themselves. Yeah, it's also hard when we're like, get more stuff, offer more things. But these events are like, well, we already don't have the money (laughs) to like run or pay people. (laughs) The very first step is put your money in escrow. Like don't offer something you cannot actually pay. Like I did like what Rogue did by saying, here's the price purse. But if more people come, the price purse will go up. Cool. I think that's fair. And they and they could all offer that. They could, they could have said at the European Championship, and I don't know what they were paying, but you could have said first prize is 500 euros or 500 bucks or whatever. But if 10,000 people show up, we're going to raise it to 5,000. You know, like that would be fair. And then as an athlete, you're taking the gamble that people are going to show up and that's on you, not on the event organizer. Yeah, I will say just to just to put a different thought on it, I don't think, I think the messaging of something like that needs to be sensitive because I don't think that spectators should feel that the onus of the athletes getting paid is on them. And I think that there's, uh, I got the sense of some of, some of the, from some of the drama that's been happening that the event owners were like, kind of like that, like, well, if more people showed up and it's like, it can't can't be like, I can't, as a spectator and a fan of the sport, like I can't feel like this is my fault for not going or not buying a ticket or not being able to afford it or whatever it may be. So it's just, that's the other side of the coin. All these guys are just biting off more than they they can chew, you know? And and part of it is like, as a society, it was funny as when I was watching the rogue invitational online, people bitching about this, that, that, and the other thing, I'm like, this is free y'all. Like none of you had to fly to Austin and watch this Rogue mm-hmm. could have easily given you all the finger and just done a live event and not simulcast any of this stuff and been just fine. You know, like mm-hmm. we've all gotten so used to everything being live stream that we don't go to events anymore. And mm-hmm. to be honest, like I wanted to go to Rogue, but I kind of thought that I'm like, why fly? Like why spend the money? I can watch it at home for the mm-hmm. same experience, you know? So I think there is some of that. You know, that, that I think the event organizers need to be thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, like if yeah. you live in, uh, here's a good example of it. If you live in Cleveland, you can't watch the Cleveland Browns unless you pay for it. It doesn't, you know, you have to have cable, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's just the way it works. You have to have cable if you want to watch it or you can go listen to it in your damn radio, you know? So I don't know. There's a lot there. I just want to make sure. I just want to see athletes get paid when they say they're going to get paid. That's for I me. I'm out of all of this. It's like, man, these guys work so hard and, you know, they stand on the podium with that big gigantic check that turns out to bounce. <laughs> like, and when they paid their way to get there and they oh, paid so you know, their, their careers cost them so much money. Like it costs so much to, you know, John, cause you're training for an event. Like it costs good money to like, take care of your body and have the right coaches and eat the right foods. Like I just feel bad. Like they have so few opportunities to earn back some of what they spend. And it, it breaks well, it's not even that much that they're earning. That's the real thing. It's That's like, yeah. you know, like even if you're winning, you know, for events like that, it's, you know, not, you know, rogue paid a lot, but if you're not in first, even at rogue, it's not a ton of money. Right. You know, right. especially after tax, everybody's like, Oh, it's 50 grand. No, not after taxes. Right. <laughs> you know? It's a lot less than that after taxes. And, you know, while 
even half at 25 grand after taxes sounds like a pretty decent amount of money that I wouldn't turn down. You know, that's, you're not living the rest of your life off of that. No, you know, you're spending that money pretty quick. And a lot of that money is spent to your point on physical therapists and equipment and, you know, food and everything else. Hotels, travel. travel. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Not, not it's a crazy way. world. Yeah. Great world. Are you, have you found out, are you going to Wadapalooza? Do you know or no? Yeah. So my plan, I mean, I, you know, me, I don't like to say yes, definitively until like my contract is signed and my plane mm -hmm. ticket is booked because stranger things have happened and sure. I have seen things turn around at the last minute, but my plan right now is to be there. Um, and, and hopefully I'll be working. So we get to have our kettlebells and cocktails party. Our kettlebells and real life cocktails. Yes. Real cocktails. So for people to listen, if you DM us, We'll get we'll get you in. We're gonna have an actual cocktail party in Miami at Downtown Strength. It's gonna be yep. fun. It's happening. You know what? I told Matt because I because I haven't heard 100 yet whether or not you know what is happening with the broadcast or whether or not I'll be on it. But I told Matt a few weeks ago to your after you recommended this, I was like, I'm going. I'm going to Wadapalooza. Like I haven't heard if I'm being hired yet, but like Matt has traveled twice already, like for fun, like like visited cousins in Chicago, like went to Vermont with his college friends to drink beers and like taking trips. And I was like, it's time. Like, you know, I'm, I'm weaning from breastfeeding. Like I deserve like a short four or five days away, like leave the responsibilities of family behind and like have a trip to myself and do fun CrossFit things and either like just hang with you or maybe I'll get hired and whatever. Like I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to go myself and it's going to be like my thing. And the second the words came out of my mouth, I instantly was like, oh, but it would be so much more fun if you guys came with me. Exactly. <laughs> so no matter what, I'm planning on coming and doing our real life cocktail hour, but uh, whether or not I'll be working is still TBD and whether or not Matt and the baby will be with me is also TBD. Right. Well, it's going to be a fun time either way. They wanted us to do the podcast tent down there uh Let's they do have it. a much better booth so i'll reach back out to them and, and ask them to tentatively put us in and uh, we'll do at least one episode so question are you are you gonna like gauntlet and then like party when you're done because <laughs> you know how you always joke about how like at the crossfit games after party there's like those athletes that never drink and then they have like one margarita and then all of a sudden they're like panties are on the floor or whatever right. That's going to be you. No, I'm a pro. I, uh, so I actually, when we were in Columbus over the weekend, I was out with my coaches and we had tequila that night. We we're drinking. And, um, for the record, I beat both of my coaches and Chad beat them both. Whoa, I soundly okay. beat them to the point where one of them turned the other and we're like, is he done? And they're like, yeah, he's done. You know? Mm. And so we went out drinking. Jen, who you know, says to me, she's like, well, you beat me in chat. So I'm going to, I'm going to out drink you. I'm like, girl, I'll weigh you by like 50 pounds. You got no shot at out drinking <laughs> me. No shot whatsoever. And I was right. She had no shot. Oh, well. Uh, and I had a lot of tequila and I was fine the next day. You know, you were? Yeah, I was fine. Like, I know, like, I'm, you know, I'm still a pro, Nikki. I know how to drink. You drink I know. And soda and that's got water in it. And then you take little breaks here and there and cut yourself off at some point. You're good. You know, that's true. That's all true. But if you take a, a period of time where you haven't been drinking as much, it can get messy. It's it hit me saying. quick. I won't lie. It did hit me quicker than I thought, but I was fine. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'll be fine. Cool. But I mean, you know, it's still it's nine weeks from now and I'm not, you know, drinking a ton between now and then, but I will drink some like just, you know, I'm my, here's my rule. Here's, as a matter of fact, uh, I was working on a, a podcast episode last night with a buddy of mine and uh, he was here at the house and he had messaged me. I'm like, Hey, are we drinking during this thing? And he's like, Oh yeah, of course. I'm like, great. I got to go get some booze. So I went and bought a bottle of tequila and we had a couple of drinks while we were doing it. And as he was leaving, I'm like, take that bottle with you. And he's like, what? Mm. I'm like, get it out of my house. Like, I do not want it in the house. And that's really the trick for me. Like, I don't, if it's not here, I won't drink. I won't go get it. I won't go somewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm perfectly happy with these non-alcoholic beers and I like them. Pop water. Yeah, it's all fine. You know, I don't need it. And I feel better in the morning. So like as long as it's not in the house, I won't drink. And that's really kind of my I think my what my long-term strategy is gonna be. It's just don't keep booze in the house. Yeah. Yeah. You know? My problem is when I want something, I will like physically leave my house to go. Like I had wanted ice cream for like 
two or three days and we had just like gross halo top in the fridge, which is just <laughs> not, it's not good. None of it's good. The caramel's and, pretty good for the record, I think. I couldn't find a single flavor this past fall. Like I tried all the pumpkins. It's just gross. Right. And I like left. I was like, I'm, I'm going. Like I'm on my way home from the gym. I was like, I'm not coming home. I am going by the ice cream shop and I'm getting myself. And Matt was like, don't bring me any. I mean, he can't, he can only have sorbet anyway, oh. but oh my God, wait, can I tell you a funny Matt Dairy story? Yeah, it's course. really not funny for his guts, but it's hilarious for me to say out loud. So, <laughs> and he doesn't listen to the show, so it's fine. So you know how he's like highly, highly allergic to dairy? Right. Last weekend I was painting the chicken coop and he was inside with the baby and I was like, Texted him and I was like, hey, like, let's get it. Let's order a pizza. There's a place in town that makes like a really bomb pizza with vegan cheese on it. It's like so good that like oftentimes we'll just order it and I'll split it with him because it's that good. And he was like, cool. Yeah, I'll order one. And so he ordered it and we like ate and had a beer and watched the Rogue Invitational actually on YouTube. And like we were done eating and he just like all of a sudden he was like, oh my God, and looked at me. And I instantly knew what happened. I was like, you you did not order yourself a vegan pizza, did you? And he was just like, I ate four pieces. Oh, man. And I was just like, men are are totally helpless. We're like, this is like the one time out of 99,000 times that I'm not the one like ordering the food or asking the waitress to make sure that it doesn't have dairy or whatever. Oh, poor guy. Oh, I love it. Well, He ordered himself a cheese pizza. He ordered himself a cheese-ass pizza. Well, I hope he ate it in the bathroom because I'm sure it's where he was for the next few hours. Yeah. I'm not like, I don't have any plans to prohibit anything food-wise or alcohol-wise. Like, that's the one thing I told myself through all this. Like, as much as I am like really dialed into the nutrition piece of it, I also don't want to live my life in this state of, oh, I can't have that. Oh, I can't do right. that. It's like, that sucks. Like mentally, yeah. that's terrible. You know, sure. um, what I, what I have done that I would encourage others to think about is like, because I'm tracking so much, it does make you think about better choices. For sure. You know, so like I was putting stuff in tonight and thinking, I thought to myself, I wouldn't mind ordering a pizza or something. And as I was looking to kind of look at my numbers, realizing tomorrow night, I'm going to have a huge meal with my daughters and eat whatever the hell I want. And I'm like, I'll stick with my chicken and rice tonight because yeah. it's not much of a sacrifice to do that. Like, I like it. It's fine. It wasn't what I was craving, but I'm going to have something awesome tomorrow night. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's just about making better choices. That's I it. agree. Yeah. And developing solid habits. Like once you, it kind of sucks to like force yourself to stick with it. But again, short-term goal, it makes total sense. And then all of a sudden you have like these really solid habits that you've forced yourself into for long enough that you, not only do you know and understand what a portion is, what a good serving is for yourself, which I feel like Mm -hmm. is half the battle. If you've never really like counted or tracked, you're like, what do you mean I can't have this entire vat of peanut butter? Weird. Um, but then also, like you said, like you just, you get so used to it habitually that it's like, oh yeah, it's, I do want that and I will have it this weekend. That's okay. Yeah. And I, and I do, but you know, I do skip a lot of stuff. You just find things to substitute that aren't as good, but don't make you miss things less like ice cream. I love ice cream. Love it. Uh, right now I'm eating a lot of Greek yogurt. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. way better, you know, for you. It's got a lot of protein, very low fat. And, you know, as much as I love ice cream, like that's my trade-off. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'll have my Greek yogurt. It helps me yeah. hit my protein goals and I feel better. So it's fine. I give Hunter a lot of Greek yogurt. It's awesome. But yeah. when I'm in Miami, I'm hitting the French pastry place down the street from the venue and I'm eating a bunch of croissants and all the chocolate covered croissants. I can't like, I'm already picking out all my food. I'm gonna drink plenty of margaritas or whatever the Cuban drinks are down there and just kill it. It's gonna be great. So fun. I'm stoked. It'll be really nice. And I'm excited about our cocktail party. I'm too. That's going to be really nice. I'm like, I feel like I haven't like seen or felt or been around like real life CrossFitters in a really long time. Even like, I even feel that way just because I haven't been going to the gym as much lately. So it's going to be, it's nice to like have it to look forward to. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, you'll, you'll be past this season of life before you know it, you know, it's true until you have a second one, then you're screwed. 
Ah, man, that's going to be wild. Um, In the like chronicles of my kid still doesn't walk, which is totally fine and normal. He's just like the last of all of our friends. So I keep being like, when is this going to happen already? Um, Today, and you people say that it happens like that, right? Like all of a sudden one day he walks. Today, all of a sudden he decided that he could stand on his own completely. So you would just like put him down and he'll just like stand there. He won't like take steps away right. from you, but he'll just be like, oh yeah. But as if he's been doing it forever. It's like, what the, really? Any day now, I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, uh, so how, how old is he exactly? 15 months. Yeah. So Amira didn't walk till 18 months. If I remember yeah. Right. He's got, Meg walked at nine, you know, it's like. It's so variable. Yeah. I mean, he's, there's literally like no reason to be concerned or anything like that. And I'm not, it's just. I have a bunch of girlfriends and we all had kids right around the same time. And he's like, they're all at the same age and he's like the last one to walk. So I just keep being like, man, I wonder when, like, when is that going to happen for us? And it's, it's right around the corner. I can well, those feel- big ass dogs ears. I'm surprised he doesn't pull up on them and walk around with them. He pulls up on them and he crawls all over them all the time. He just yeah. doesn't take them steps on his own. Uh, well, Mm. uh, He does everything else that all the other kids do. You know what I mean? Like he does all the um, bringing home the germs that all the other kids have. Yeah. He gave my whole family norovirus. Oh, nice. I did take myself to the ER. It was so bad. Yeah. I I don't miss the, I don't miss the germy time to say the least. It's the worst. I know. Well, it'll get past this quick and what are you going to do? You just got to get through it. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Well, it's exciting stuff. Well, I'm excited about Miami for us. It's gonna be fun. First time together. I don't. We didn't get a podcast together. Did we podcast in Miami together last time? No, we have not. I don't think we podcasted like offsite together since the Under Armour thing. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. So that's exciting. That'll be fun. Our first live appearance. We'll have to get some actual photos taken for once. Oh my gosh. Can we do that? Can we like say it out loud? Like sourcing Miami photographers right now. Like, I know like half a dozen of them. It's like getting photos taken is never the problem. We just never seem to get it done. So we'll make it happen this time. We're going to totally get it done. Do you know how they like structured the competition differently this year? How it's like Mm -hmm. individuals first and then teams second. And so like an individual athletes can then go team. Like the fact that they're not happening stacked, I feel like is going to give us a little bit more free time oh, as a spectator, sure. like watching. And and if I end up working, like, I hope that that'll give me more free time too. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm excited now that I know you're coming. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I will get to work on our t-shirts and oh. uh, I'll reach out to Tupood and send some, send some files. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Made. All right, cool. Well, this has been fun as, as always. Yeah. In came by to visit. He heard your voice. He's right here. Hey, oh, he's a handsome boy. Oh, he's a jerk. Don't, don't butter him up. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, good luck getting that kid to walk again. Tell Matt, thank you. I know every minute with me is time away from everything you have going on. He doesn't mind. He uses it as an excuse to, um, watch TV without me. I'm on it for Christmas. I'm gonna give him a big block of cheese. It's gonna be great. He'll be like, I will eat this. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, good seeing you for everyone listening. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, We'll try to be back next week if we can get it arranged and uh, we'll chat with you guys soon.